G'day, it's Sunday, I'm Scott Gibbons and this is On The Road. So if you're ready to be on the road, I'm ready to be on the road, let's get on the road together and we're going to learn all about caravans and motorhomes and maybe some camper trailers and tents and places to go and see. We're going to explore Australia together. This is going to be fun. If you're ready, fasten the seatbelt, we're on the road. G'day, I'm Scott Gibbons, you're on the road, and we're going to have some great things today. We've got the Riverboats Music Festival. Now, can I ask you to go and get your biro, your pencil, a piece of chalk, something to write this down, because you're going to want to do it, I would reckon. It's called the Riverboats Music Festival. Now, it's Achuca. Now, Achuca is just where they did all the rivers run. Achuca is just one of the prettiest places you could ever go. And we said this year... All we're doing is going Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. That's where we're going. We're going to tour Australia and the River Boats Music Festival is Achuca Moama. That's Achuca, E-C-H-U-C-A, Moama, M-O-A-M-A. And it's on February 14 to February 16. So if you want to go for Valentine's Day, could you go anywhere prettier than Achuca? I doubt it. So here's the website. It's called riverboatsmusic.com. Dot au river boats music or one word dot com dot au now the best thing is the lineup now the 2020 lineup is amazing you've got bernard fenning kate miller heidke troy cassadaly something for kate archie roach is going to be there dyson stringer Chloe, robert foster bob evans Mamakin Spender, Ainsley Wills is there. You've also got Matt Joe Gow, Jess Locke, and the MC is Brian Nancurvis. So it's just going to be fabulous. Now, to find out about accommodation, you go to Achuca, E C H U C A, Moama, M O A M A dot com. Achuca, Moama dot com, and you'll find out all about accommodation. Or you can just give them a call on 1-800-804-446. Now, there's a whole bunch of things that you might want to find out. But the, the festival is so good. It's the Riverboats Music Festival. It's on the Murray River. And it's just a beautiful contemporary premier music event. It's wonderful. So it's staged in the twin towns of Achukamoama. It's always on the third weekend in February each year. So... If you can't go this year, and I hope you can, but if you can't, then just plop it into your diary for next year, for 21, 22, 23. It's on the third weekend in February each year. And the riverboats takes place under the towering red river gums. Now, if you haven't seen the red river gums along the waterway, oh, by golly, they are just majestic. So it's a natural amphitheatre. It's next to the mighty Murray. You've got the historic paddle steamers and they'll just meander past all weekend and occasionally the Corellas will get a little bit raucous at sunset and then you'll have one stage and plenty of room for dancing and you've got brilliant artists and some of the best food trucks going around. So the Music Festival for 2020 will celebrate its ninth anniversary. So it's Friday the 14th, so that's Valentine's Day, what a lovely place to go, through until Sunday, February 16th, and they want you to join them. And I, I think you'll be in for a fabulous time. So there's some frequently asked questions when you go onto the website. If you want to find out about some of the answers to those, I can give you some of the answers now, so that might save you just that little bit of time. And that are, oh, sorry, they are. So where is it? So it's at the Yachuka Moama. It's in the northern Victoria on the banks of the Murray River. It's approximately 200 kilometres or two and a half hours thereabouts from Melbourne. It's on the Northern Highway. It's roughly an hour from Bendigo and 45 minutes from Shepparton. So if you go onto Google, then you'll find a Butte map right there. So you just go onto that. But if you go onto the riverboatsmusic.com.au, you'll find all of these answers there. So all the performances take place in the Festival Hub, which is located at the Aquatic Reserve in Haygarth Street, Achuca. And the Aquatic Reserve is situated right next door to the Achuca Moama Visitor Centre. So you just follow the blue tourist information signs as you're coming into town or and i think that's probably the easiest thing to do again go onto the website if you want to so it's on in Feb in 21 in february 19 to 21 in 2021 it's on in 2022 2023 again the third weekend in the month of february so you can buy tickets and tickets are not expensive uh, so you can just go on there and do all the things that you want so it's 
fabulous riverboat festival. Now, if you haven't seen the paddle wheelers that are down there, oh, you've got to see the paddle wheelers. This, it's just, it's different. It's exciting. It's as exciting as it is. It's calming. You will love it. But a Chukamoama is just a fabulous thing. You've got a festival breakfast down there as well. You've got great accommodation that you can do. So, again, you're only two and a half hours from Melbourne. It's a heritage town. It's a river town. You've got the largest. Now, here's something you might not know. You've got the largest fleet of paddle steamers in the world. The largest fleet of paddle steamers in the world. So it was once Victoria's biggest inland river Port. So paddle steamers traded along the Murray and the Darling Rivers almost as far as to the Queensland border and they brought their cargoes of wool to Echukamoama for transport to the Port of Melbourne. So these days it's a thriving regional town, it's got about 20,000 locals and yet lots of visitors each year. You've got heritage listed promenades, a working steam port, it's a beautiful Mediterranean type climate and the food and wine down there, well they're just acclaimed all over the place. So Fabulous, fabulous festival. Now, I would reckon uh, you're going to go there and you're going to say, how good is this? If you're going to say, how good is this? Then you might as well have a a little bit of Normie Row, I reckon. What about Normie Row, Kesara Sara? Normie Row, Kesara Sara, because we just, I think Normie's fabulous. So you enjoy that and we'll be back with you in just a little while. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. You're on the road. And if you're on the road, you might as well go to the Echuca Moama. It's the home of the riverboats. It's the music festival. And you just find that at riverboatsmusic.com.au. Here's Normie Rowe. You enjoy this. Okay, Sarah, you can't stop humming along to that. You can't. I, I hear that, and I've just got to try and hit all those notes along with him. So, <laughs> good on you, Normie. Now, toughtoys.com.au, they have uh, some interesting articles in there, uh, all about driving in bulldust. So, and as they say, nobody ever said Australia was short of challenging landscapes, and isn't that the truth? And not many of them are more challenging than bulldust. Now, if you don't know about bulldust, it's a very, very fine, powdery dust. It's almost like talcum powder, not the same colour, and it tends to form on dirt tracks. 
and you're most likely to find in areas where tracks get boggy in the wet and then they bake all summer and then they just become bulldust. So a lot of people enjoy driving on bulldust, especially if you like driving on skid bands and things. A heap of fun. You'll love it. But for most people, it's a bit of a pain. So get it wrong on bulldust and you can end up with a very messy recovery job or even a serious accident. So the big problem with bulldust is unless there's a bit of wind or someone else that's driven over it fairly recently, then it looks like a nice, smooth, firm surface. And then you drive onto it and suddenly everything just goes to hell. The, the wheels start to lose grip. Uh, you need to hit the fuel, the go pedal, uh, to keep the speed up and the world will just disappear in a cloud of dust. So it's just, it's like out of a movie. It's just big cloud of dust, huge. And if you're lucky, then you're okay. But sometimes bulldust patches are just a few centimetres deep and, and there's hard ground underneath. And if you can maintain a, a steady speed, go easy on the steering, you should be able to get through pretty easily. But other times, the dust goes a lot deeper. Deep enough that you can get bogged down if you don't keep the momentum up. So momentum is the key. And if you do keep your momentum up, there's probably a nasty surprise waiting for you at the other side because deep patches often will have a, a rock-hard vertical edge. And if you hit that at any speed then you risk maybe bursting a tyre or bending a rim or even doing major suspension damage. So if you're driving in an area where bulldust is likely to appear, keep an eye out for the signs of it. If there's a, a sudden patch that doesn't have any ruts in it or tyre tracks have blurred into a like a v, V-shaped channel, then that might be bulldust. So if you can, stop and investigate it. Clever, stop and investigate it if you can. Because if it is, then you've got to check how deep it is. And if it's not too far away, what the other side is like. And if you can find a way around it, then find your way around it. It's not, it's not being chicken. You're not being chicken. You're being very, very sensible. But if, you, if you need to, and this is probably a good idea, drop your tyre pressures. Also, turn your headlights on to low beam so that there's more chance of you being seen through the dust by another vehicle because I'm telling you, bull dust is, it's dust. It's really, really major. So uh, maybe change into four-wheel high range and then set off and keep your speed below about 80k. This is what they're suggesting from toughtoys.com.au. So keep your speed below about 80k and don't let it start to drop off because if it falls too low, you probably won't get that speed up again. Momentum is the key. So steer gently and don't try to correct every deviation. Don't try and correct every deviation. Just head for your exit point and be extra careful of any bulldust that has uh, bits of vehicles in it. So if you see some shredded rubber or minor bits of bodywork, for example, then that might mean that there's a hard edge that someone else has come to grief in. So bulldust, oh, this is important. Oh, this is important. Bulldust is murder on your air filter. So make extra sure to check your air filter regularly and either clean it or replace it. So if you can, put a, a blower head onto your, uh, onto your tire inflator so that you can blow the dust away. But if you can, keep a couple of spare air filters. If you know that you're going somewhere where it's really dusty, because I'm telling you, if you get dirt into uh, your engine so bypasses your filter or you clog your filter up too much and it sucks it in you can kill your engine and when I say kill your engine I mean you might have to replace your engine and I know this the hard story way I know it so just be super super careful so anyone who goes off roads likely to find bulldust eventually it's not a lot of fun but like most things if you know how to cope with it then you'll get through in one piece so there you go. That's a little bit of interesting story for you. Now, how do you perform a safe recovery? Well, being able to perform, and this comes again from toughtoys.com.au, being able to perform uh, and being able to recover your vehicle is an essential skill for anyone who plans to head off-road. So it's also a potentially dangerous thing to do. A recovery means being around heavy vehicles with powerful engines and uneven or unstable ground, and there'll probably be highly tensioned snatch straps involved as well and it all adds up to a lot of potential for serious and maybe maybe nobody wants this but maybe even fatal accidents so 
recoveries will never be completely safe because there's just too much weight. There's too much force involved. And that doesn't mean you can't seriously reduce the risk though. So if you know what you're doing, recovery goes from an accident waiting to happen into something that's well within acceptable risk. So you've got to get kitted up. So the best guarantee of a safe recovery is to have the right gear. So trying to haul out another wagon out of, with a bit of old rope, uh, you're just asking for trouble. You're just asking for trouble. So a lot of people buy their recovery gear and they never use it. And when they go to use it, they don't know how to use it. They've bought it, but they don't know how to use it. But if you've got good quality recovery gear in good condition, then you'll have no trouble. So recovery straps don't have an infinite life. So the fact that you bought one doesn't mean that it's always going to be good. They're generally good for about eight to 10 recoveries. So check the instructions on yours. And once your strap's been used, the recommended number of times, just replace it. Replace it. There's nothing worse than if the gear fails and you've saved $50. You could have bought a new one for $50 and you didn't because you saved 50 bucks and now you're trying to save your life and I reckon your life's worth more than 50 bucks. So don't try to economise there. Every time you use a strap, wash it, inspect to see if it's picked up any damage and always get the best gear that you can afford. The best that you can afford. It's not the time to go out shopping at Tom the Cheap. Just don't do that because your recovery gear, you're recovering. I mean, have a look at it. You've got your life, you've got those that are with you, their lives, and then you've got your beloved vehicle, and maybe your friends that are there that you're trying to pull out as well, and you've saved $50. It doesn't make sense. So get the best gear that you can afford, Make sure it's got the right rating for your vehicle. Make sure the recovery straps, the shackles and other gear are rated high enough to cope with the job that you want. So the full load, anything you need to tow, that's what you've got to do. Make sure that the gear that you've got is the right gear. Again, go to someone that knows what they're doing. Go to ARB. Go to ARB at St. Peter's. Talk to them. They will get you into the right gear. But if you've got a, a, a shop that you like to go to, Go to them, but get the right gear. Now, then you've got to read the ground. So before you dive in and get to work, take some time to check out the situation. Make sure, <laughs> make sure it's safe to recover the vehicle that you're trying to recover. So if it looks in danger of rolling, then try to remove the weight from high up. You know, a lot of people will put weight high up on in their roof rack. So they'll put some spare tires and they'll put some jerry cans and they'll put some toolboxes and things up high and you're trying to recover something, well, if, if the, your centre of gravity is now too high, so you've got to get that centre of gravity down. So remove, if you can safely, remove that extra high up gear. So And then work out the recovery route you're going to use. Clear any rocks, clear any debris, clear any logs, clear any obstructions, and that'll cut the strain on your equipment and reduce the risk of losing control. So, <coughs> pardon me. <clears throat> so examining the ground, will give you a good idea of the best way to carry out the recovery and you might see that some quick work with a shovel and a good push might be all you need and you save yourself some some extra work with the straps. So there you go, there's a couple of hints for you. And speaking of hints, I reckon you're going to look at that and say, well, how's that? That was a pretty good thing to do. So why don't we have how's that from Sherbert? I know it's cricket season. I know you've been hearing the song all season, but by gee, it's good. And you can't help, again, you can't help but sing along with us. So here's how's that. Sure, but you enjoy that. We'll be right back with you in just a little while. Hey, you're on the road. It's Sunday. I'm Scott Gibbons. We're here every Sunday between 1 and 2. We love being with you and look after our sponsors. Our sponsors are fabulous. So you look after them. I'll tell you about some of the sponsors during the show today. We've got some good things coming up for you. So here we go. We've got How's That? Sherbert. We'll see you in just a little while.
Fabulous hearing, how's that? Sherbet are just always so good. Now, if you're talking about so good, then you've got to talk about Lucas Pawpaw. Now, what is Lucas Pawpaw? It's a Lucas Pawpaw remedy. And you've probably seen the little red tubes. If you're over 100 years old, then you would have seen them even then. Because they've got over 100 years of history of still producing this product to the same recipe. So it produces the same product. It's named after the formulator who was T.P. Lucas and Dr. Lucas after years of research as a botanist and medical practitioner stated in his 1906 handbook, 1906, that he believed the pawpaw was the finest natural medicine yet discovered. So he used the ointment which he developed for his medical practice in Brisbane. Yes, it's an Aussie product, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. It's an Aussie product to treat numerous types of illnesses and diseases. And today, you're still getting the same product. So they still operate out of Brisbane where the, the ointment continues to be produced. They even produce it out of Queensland-grown pawpaws. So it's that good. So the ingredients, well, you've, you've got terrific ingredients, but the benefits are fabulous. So it's wound care. If you've got a, a wound of some sort, it's commonly used to treat minor open wounds and helps heal and soothe inflamed or chapped or broken skin. It can be used as an aid for healing splinters and thorns or minor burns and scolds and sunburn, gravel rash, cuts, minor open wounds. All you've got to do is use Lucas Purple ointment on the wounds and it will speed up the healing process, allowing your skin to recover more quickly. So it's just fact, nappy rash, nappy rash. Lucas Purple has been around for over a 100 years helping sensitive babies' bottoms get better so it's beautiful it works by protecting the skin from prolonged periods of moisture as well as the healing enzymes in pawpaws so these people are fabulous people now i've been using without knowing anything about these people i've been using this product for a long time and one of the things you've got to be careful of is that there are now fakes so the one you've got to buy is lucas pawpaw lucas l-u-c-a-s pawpaw p-a-p-a-w now, there are brands that have copied their packaging, copied their colours, even tried to copy their logo, 
and you think that you're buying the genuine product and you're not. So Lucas, L-U-C-A-S is the one you've got to buy. Now, how do I know about them? Well, I do some work for the Danny Foundation who look after people, especially kids, who've got type 1 diabetes and they help them so much. And Lucas Pawpaw, generous as they are, amazing people, they helped a lot of kids go on the last Jelly Bean Cruise. So they helped them, they funded them to go on the Jelly Bean Cruise with, with a parent so that they could learn all about how to control, manage, if you will, their type 1 diabetes. This is a generous Aussie company. So if you're going out, if you've put some in, in your first aid kit in your car, maybe some in your handbag, maybe some just in wherever you've got somewhere to put it, because you can get in tiny, tiny little tubes, bigger tubes, but bigger tubes again, even a jar. So I would suggest to you Lucas Pawpaw, just fabulous, fabulous people. Now, if you're talking about fabulous people, then you've got to talk about Polaris, Polaris GPS. Polaris GPS, one of the things that oh, happens all the time, because we've just had Australia Day, we've just had Christmas, and you get double points. Now, double points is, is because if you're speeding. Now, what Polaris GPS have got is what they call the HUD+. Plus. HUD, H-U-D, HUD+. Plus. Now, they're about $129, so they're not dear, but what it does is it displays your speed up on your windscreen, displays your speed up on... See, you know how you're driving along and your, your eyes are going down to the speedo, back up to the road, down to the speedo, back up the road, because we're all so scared of going too quick. Well, I've had a HUD in my car for, oh, I, I guess, about six years. I'm telling you, I wouldn't drive without one. They are that good. They are that good. So it's got about $129. The way you get them is you go to Polaris GPS, polarisgps.com.au. Now, they are that terrific. So if you want to get one, that's all you've got to do is go to polarisgps.com.au or give them a call on 1300 555514, and you just go to polarisgps.com.au, you will find out all about the HUD HUD Plus. Um, you, you will just find it terrific. And it's got a couple of bonuses in there as well. So you can have red light camera alert. You can have some speed alerts so that you don't go over a speed limit. You can preset it. It is just the greatest gadget, greatest gadget. Now, if you want to buy some more great gadgets, then you've got to go to Heron Forbes. Oh, Heron Forbes Machinery House. If you want real tools, real fair income tools, then that's where you go. So if you want CNC machining, CNC cutting systems, metalworking, sheet metal and fabrication, woodworking, welding equipment, oh, storage solutions, automotive and restoration equipment, workshop equipment, lifting and handling, hand tools, even meat processing equipment, they've got it. Metal cutting tools, machine tool accessories, measuring equipment, school TAFE equipment. And if you want to, they even have some used and ex-demo equipment. Plus, they've got spare parts. So you've got to go to Hare and Forbes Machinery House. How do you find them? So you just go to machineryhouse.com.au. Machineryhouse.com.au. These are fair income tools. This is not little, little, uh, tiny little bits of gadget that you just want to buy. This is real. And they're Australian. They are Aussie. And they're based all the way around Australia. They've got one in Northmead right here in Sydney. But you've got to go to them. It's a family owned Australian business since 1930. Since 1930. So what's that about? 90 years. That's pretty good. Heron Forbes, H A R E. A-N-D-F-O-R-B-S, hair and Forbes. But if you just go to machineryhouse.com.au, you have a look at their website. I'm telling you, they've got the stuff there that you will want. You will love it. So let's have a little bit of music. What do you reckon? A little bit of music? I reckon today's just been terrific. Today's been a great day, and we're loving being with you. This is on the road. You're on the road with Scott Gibbons. This is a perfect day. Why don't we have? This Perfect Day by the Saints. Here we go. This Perfect Day by the Saints. I'll be with you in just a little while, and we're going to have a lot more info for you. Stick around. You're on the road. It's Scott Gibbons. We'll see you back real, real soon. This Perfect Day, the Saints.
this perfect day by the Saints. Always good to hear it. Now, summer holidays, and we're still in summer. We're still in summer. Are wonderful. But this year hasn't been so wonderful, has it? Because we've had the fires. So we've got to, when the fires are gone, we've got to hit the road. We've got to get out there and do our thing. Now, RV Daily talk about the things that you can do to maybe have a better experience when you're caravanning or camping this summer so you can stay cool because your summer holidays can be terrific. But when the mercury rises, when it gets too hot, they can be sticky, it can be uncomfortable, can be frustrating, can sometimes push the family around a breaking point. But as they say, don't sweat because here's some some hints for you. So number one is to have your vehicle, your tow vehicle, serviced before you tow your caravan. Now that's a good thing to do anyway. So towing, because the weight of your van, especially for long distances, will put a strain on your vehicle and that's magnified in summer of course because it's hot. So it's a good idea to make sure that your vehicle's been recently serviced before setting out on a trip in summer. I had mine serviced only last week. So it's including a check of the air conditioning system because if if it gives out and you've still got five hours of driving to do when it's 35 degrees, by golly, that's not going to be pleasant. So a service there. Now then you're going to make sure that your van's fridge and your air conditioner are maybe being serviced and checked out before you go because your fridge and your air conditioner, they'll be working harder in the hot weather because they're trying to get the temperature down. So getting those professionally serviced before caravanning in summer is a great idea. And as the last thing you want is not not to have your fridge going and not to have your air conditioner working, because, hey, we, we want them. We're used to those little luxuries, aren't we? The, the days of the old esky and a bag of ice, maybe we still do it, but by golly, if you've got the fridge, then then... Yeah, use the fridge. So avoid driving. This is one of the things they're suggesting is avoid driving in the midday heat. So if possible, get a head start on the heat of the midday sun by leaving super early for your destination. So have your van packed and have it hitched up the night before. Set the alarm to get up before the birds. You'll miss some of the summer holiday traffic that way, which means even less time sitting in the car in the sun. And then you treat yourself to a brekkie and a coffee on the road because that's your reward. Then they're suggesting pack a, for- a portable fan or two when you're caravanning in summer because most modern caravans will have at least one inbuilt fan on board but supplementing it with an additional fan, it's easy, it's cost effective and it will help everyone to stay that little bit cooler. Now you can get 12 volt and 240 volt rechargeable fans. So if you get one that's rechargeable, that's good because you can move it all around the place, you don't have to plug it in. And these can be set inside or outside your van because if you're outside enjoying everything, then you might want to have that little bit of cool breeze. And if it's a rechargeable one, how clever is that? How clever? So whenever you need them, it's good. Now you can get a portable evaporative cooler They're a good solution as well when you're able to run your air conditioner. If you can't run your air conditioner all the time, an evaporative cooler might be good. But fans are excellent. Now, if you can, this is something that it's one of those do you or don't you. If you've got a reliable generator, then take your generator along with you. Because if you're free camping, then it's it's a good thing to have. But check, check that you're allowed to use your generator where you're planning to camp. And remember, and this is so, so, so important, be considerate of your neighbours because if you're camping close to other people, so what that means is you just run it during daylight hours if you have to, just daylight hours, and then only when it's necessary because you mightn't hear the noise, but by golly, if, you, if you're near to one, you do hear the noise. And, and they are making them now quieter and quieter, but not everyone has got the good quiet ones a lot of people went out and bought the super cheap things from from china and uh by golly some of those are just really 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 noisy so choose portable solar panels for caravanning in summer it's a (laughs) it's a no-brainer it's the best way to keep your van cool at camp is to set up in the shade so if you can set up in the shade that's really good but if you're relying on your roof mounted solar panels to sustain you off the grid then you've got a conundrum there haven't you you've got a conundrum because you want to be cool you want to park in the shade but you need <laughs> you need your panels in the sun so there's a problem so you can maybe overcome a little bit of that by investing in folding solar panels or solar blankets with a long enough cord that you can harvest the sun whilst you still have your caravan in the shade 
that's clever thinking. So if you've got if you've got space to put some portable solar, then put the solar out in the sun, have your cord coming into your van, have everything there. So you're getting it, but you're getting the best of both worlds. It's going to make your van easy to keep cool too, because you've got some shade coming off it. Uh, ventilation is the key. So unless you're running your van's air conditioner, in which case, of course, you'll want the windows closed, open all the windows to allow for as much cross-flow as possible. So your ventilation, your breeze comes in, your breeze goes out. But very importantly, very, very, very important, ensure that the van's roof hatch is open. And if you've got more than one roof hatch, open them both because you've got to allow that hot air to escape. The hot air rises, so it's hanging up there around the ceiling height. And let's face it, the ceiling height is about your head height. So you're going to get very, very warm. So allow that hot air to escape. Maximise your shade at the camp. So we've already touched on that about setting up your van to get as much shade as possible. But think about, if you can, think about the direction of the sun, which way it's going to move when you're choosing a spot to maximise the number of hours that the van will likely be in the shade. So if it's not possible to set the van up in the shade, pull out your van's awning to its maximum extension and consider adding... And this is a good thing to do, and Annex Solutions can do this for you. Consider adding a sail track along the van's offside so you can slide in an awning screen wall to keep the sun off the wall of your van. That will also help with your fridge as well, keeping your fridge that little bit cooler. So Annex Solutions, A-N-N-E-X-E, solutions.com.au, fabulous people. They will come out. If you're within a three-hour radius of Sydney, they will come out. They'll do a measure. They'll tell you how much. They'll go away and make it for you. So they'll make that sail, the, 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 the wall for you. And if you want to have a special pattern on there, you just talk to them because they are so good. But they'll put in the sail track for you as well. Excellent people. I've had it done. I know how good they are. That's how come I know about them because I use them. I saw them at a show and thought, oh, how good are they? I tell you, I'm a fan. I'm an absolute fan. So lay low in the middle of the day if you can. Schedule your activities that require being in the sun for early or late in the day, if you can. So you avoid being in the sun in the hottest part of the day, which is normally 11 to 5 o'clock. So that'll reduce the risk of you overheating and dehydrating and getting sunburned. So instead, opt to get up bright and early, 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 take the kids boogie boarding, kayaking, bike riding, or do it at dusk when the world is just that little bit more magical, a little bit quieter. Midday in the early arvo should be reserved for reading or board games or relaxing the shade, even going to the movies if you want to, if you're camping near civilization. So that's some of the things. One one more. Let's let's give you one more. Cook outside wherever you can. The last thing you want to do is to heat up your van or steam up your van by cooking a maybe a three-course meal inside. Because summer's all about barbecues anyway, isn't it? So as long as, as long as you're allowed to cook outside, and you've got to check that with your RRFS, your Rural Fire Service, check that, so you take a portable one along with you as well. Maybe, maybe it's electrical. Maybe you can just plug in to electricity. So if you can do that, fabulous. But maybe it's a gas canister, stove, whatever. But check before you use it. We don't want you fined, and we don't want any more fires. So check if you can do that, and that would be fabulous. So if you're hungry... That's the way to do it. Hey, I'm, I'm always hungry. I reckon, gee, I'm, I'm always ready on the tooth. So what about, what about we have a little bit of music? I reckon we should have a little bit of music. Mr Farnham. We haven't had Mr Farnham for a long time, have we? John Farnham, by golly, we love him. He is just sensational and he's going to be doing uh, some more, some more shows to help the bushfire people. So... That's lovely. He's incredibly generous. What about a little bit of magic? Because he's a, a magical man. Uh, magic, John Farnham, you enjoy this. Hey, we'll be back with you in just a little while. This is Sunday. It's Scott Gibbons. You're on the road. We're on the road together. And it's just terrific. Just terrific being with you. So don't forget, if you want to, uh, you can always get some things from Paravans. Paravans, I'll tell you more about them after the break. So here it is. Magic, John Farnham. Let's do it. Where she comes from, nobody knows Now that you ask me, 
John Farnham, Mr. Farnham. Hey, he's magic and he is magic, isn't he? He is just magic. Now, speaking of magic, maybe you're looking for someone who can service your vehicle, your four-wheel drive. Now, even if it's not a four-wheel drive, they can service it. But if you need someone to service your four-wheel drive, get your pencil out because I'm going to give you the spelling on this. It's called Rosebery, R-O-S-E-B-E-R-Y, just one R. R-O-S-E-B-E-R-Y, Rosebery, Steering and Mechanical. Now, I met these people a few years ago, and I really, really liked them. I had a steering problem with my Land Cruiser, and I got put on to Rosebery Steering. It was Theo, Theo, T-H-E-O. Theo is the man you're going to talk to. So you talk to Theo at Rosebery. Now, what he did is he... Everyone else said, you've got to pull the engine out to change the steering rack. And Theo said, no, I don't think we have to do that. I don't think we'll need to do that. And by golly, he was right. He didn't need to pull the engine out. And the steering has been sensational ever since. So I was with him the other day and I said, gee, Theo, you're getting more and more and more four-wheel drives in here. And he's changed his website now to say that he's now specialising, if you like, in four-wheel drives and everything else. Now, let me, when I say everything else, he had, I think it was a 65 model Dodge 
in there recently. And the other day he had a 68 model Ford Falcon GT in the gold. Remember if you if you remember the Gallagher Gold. So it was a Ford Falcon GT 1968 model. So that's in there. So he gets incredible good vehicles in there to service. So if you want mechanical repairs, you see him. If you want logbook servicing, you see him. If you want your vehicle inspected, you see him. So whatever you want done, they'll do the general repairs as well. So they're an approved auto service and repair workshop. And they specialize in, in all vehicle makes and models. They'll do your power steering because they supply, and they specialize in this, the supply and fitment of new and reconditioned power steering units. They do the four-wheel drive servicing and repairs. So when you want a four-wheel, a four-by-four garage in Sydney, then you go to Rosebury. And that's, that's who you see is Rosebury Steering and Mechanical. Now, it is not the prettiest workshop. It is not the prettiest. It is not the flashiest. What they have is talent. Talent. Incredible talent. So they'll do fleet servicing and repairs. They do front and rear brakes, of course. They do wheel alignments. I had a wheel alignment done by them. Incredibly fabulous. So all you got to do is give them a call. So you give Rosebury. That's R-O-S-E-B-E-R-Y, Rosebury, Steering and Mechanical. And you give them a call and you just ring them up. And, and they are fabulous. So they're, they are at Rosebury and they are just butte, butte, butte people. So if you want to, let me just... Where's his phone number gone? Oh yeah, 93190928. <laughs> why did I lose his number? 93190928. I tell you why, because it's in my phone. That's why. So 93190928 or 96981778. 96981778. Or you can just go to their website, Rosebery, R O S E B E R Y Steering.com.au. Rosebery, R O S E B E R Y Steering. Dot com dot au. They're at 731 Botany Road in Rosebury. They are sensational, really, really good people. Now, when we're talking about good people, then of course we've got to talk about paravans, haven't we? So paravans are just wonderful, wonderful people. Now they sell, paravans are at Windsor. Their phone number, 45775577, 45775577. Now what they do is they sell Australian-made and owned new caravans, Australian-made. So new caravans, they have quality builds, they'll do custom changes for you, that's important, they'll do a custom change for you. So if you find a van in stock that is just perfect for you, you grab it, grab it with both hands because you've got it then and there, that's the important part. But if you've got some time up your sleeve and you want to have it built for you with your particular changes to the layout, then that's what you do, you just talk to paravans. Now, they've got, they've got stock vans on site. Uh, all of their new and used vans, you've, you've, you've got a warranty if you want it, so you've got peace of mind. You've got personal service, and that goes all the way throughout the process. Now, I've met people there. I've met people at Paravans who have bought four vans over the years, four vans, and I think there's people who have bought more, but I've met this one that bought four, and he just keeps on going back because the service is so good. Now, then they've got pre-loved vans as well. They've got a large range, large range. The good thing is all of their used vans are workshop tested. They're approved. So workshop tested and approved, including the brakes and the bearings. So they check the brakes. They check the bearings. If something needs to be done, they do it. Then they give you a full demonstration of the caravan on pickup, and they show you all the appliances are working. They've got an immense service area there with a large workshop. They've got super experienced technicians. They look after your servicing needs and any repair jobs. They do insurance work and everything is there. They'll even do a personal drop-off and pick-up if you need to. Now, accessories, they've got a full range. Full range of spare parts, full range of accessories. Very, very comprehensive, including weight distribution hitches and brake monitors and leads and hoses and all the things. So if you need finance or insurance... Paravans, you talk to them, 4577-5577, and they're just at 38 to 40 Milam Street in Windsor. Wonderful, wonderful people. Hey, the old expression, you're cooking with gas. And, and you are, because we all have the LPG bottle with us, don't we? LPG, that stands for liquefied petroleum gas. It's convenient, it's relatively inexpensive, and for most caravanners and campers, it's pretty readily available. However, it is very, very flammable, and I've got some hints for you on how to look after 
you and the gas and your vehicles because uh, this is important. Camping season's always there, and if you're going to be able to use gas, we just treat it as being a bottle of gas, and we plug it in, the away we go. But there's certain things we've got to be aware of. LPG, for instance, is heavier than air, so it will always be lower on the floor. So if it escapes on the inside of your caravan or camper, motorhome, whatever it be, it will be down on the floor. So that's why it's very, very, very important that you don't plug up your ventilation you know quite often you think of people where you might see somebody and they've plugged up their vents because they don't want the cold air coming in well you need that air coming in in case some of that gas falls down because you don't want to be breathing in that gas it's not good for you so those regulations very 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 important now your cylinders they've got to be stored upright they've got to be securely fastened uh, we have them fitted with a safety relief valve. Now that relief valve is designed to release the gas to the atmosphere in case there's a pressure buildup. Now importantly, and this is really, really a, an important thing, make sure that your relief valve is pointing away from both your caravan and your tow vehicle. So that, re that relief valve pointed away from your caravan and your tow vehicle. I've, I've seen many people and they just put the put the bottles on and they just don't care. This is very, very important. Uh, and if you can, if you're not, if you don't have your vehicle under cover, then you can give those cylinders a coat of paint once a year. That will often prevent rust formation. And every 10 years, you should have the cylinder inspected and retested, or indeed uh, give it to the council. There's generally a council pickup for those, or not a pickup, but you deliver them off and you just get new bottles. So that's 10 years, you amortise it over 10 years. Safety is the most important thing. So your regulators, make sure that your regulators are tested. If in doubt, get it tested by a gas fitter. That's really important. Your pipes and your fittings, check to make sure that they're all secured to the chassis or the body. And the pipe leading away from the cylinder should be fitted with a loop or a flexible hose to reduce the chances of the pipe cracking due to vibrations. That's, that's a really good hint. And make sure that no leaks are developed regularly. Check all your joints, your fittings by brushing on soapy water. Now, if you get any bubbles, that indicates that you're getting a gas leak. So the general hints are you always turn your gas off at the cylinder when not in use. Make sure the cylinder is not overfilled. Don't enter or stay in a van if you can smell gas. And after turning the, the cylinder off, open the door, allow any gas to disperse. Keep flammable materials away, of course, from your stove or your burner, unless you're trying to light it up. And have a fire extinguisher handy. So make sure that is handy. Don't, don't put your fire extinguisher under the bed or somewhere that you can't get to it really, really quickly, because that's important. So, but otherwise, the LPG system that we have is just a beauty. So there you go. There's a little bit of a hint for you. We'll come back with you in just a little moment's time. to Gaul We've just come out of the Mulga Where the planes forever roll And Albert and Amagira Has painted all the scenes And Ashara's changed the luster Of his land And it's raining on the rock In a beautiful country I'm proud to travel this big land Like an Aborigine And it's raining on the rock What an almighty sight to see And I'm wishing on a postcard That you were here with me
everlasting daisies and a beautiful desert rose. Where does their beauty come from? Heaven knows. I could ask the wedge tail, but he's away too high. I wonder if he understands. It's wonderful to fly. Raining on the rock in a beautiful country, and I'm proud to travel this big land like an Aborigine. And it's raining on the rock. What an almighty sight to see! And I'm wishing on a post. That you were here with me. It cannot be described with a picture, the mesmerizing colors of the old. The grandeur of the rock. Uluru has power, and it's raining on the rock in a beautiful country. And I'm proud to travel this big land like an Aborigine. And it's raining on the What an almighty sight to see! And I'm wishing on a postcard that you were here with me. Thanks so much for listening into On the Road. Hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have, then listen in again next Sunday between one and two, and tell your friends to listen in. And the sponsors, you look after our sponsors because those sponsors are the ones that bring you the show. I'm Scott Gibbons. I'll see you next week between one and two. Eighty-nine point nine Hawkesbury Gold, the best in the West. Between one and two every Sunday. We'll see you next week on the road. Mm-hmm.